Another edition of Cafe de Renee. I'm your host, so joined once again by the Star Show, Mr. Yeah. Rene Dupree. Bonjour, Rene. Hello, bonjour. Bonjour, Comment ça va? How are things today? Things are great. Got some good news today. I'm going to keep running down low, but some exciting stuff is happening, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I thought the good news was because your good friend has joined us. Uh, Yvonne, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm He's good. How are you, to, His name is Eamon the Seaman Demon from Nottingham. <laughs> He's not here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. On to some just... wrestling talk, gentlemen. It's wrestling talk. Sorry, well, before, we get to the re- before we <laughs> get to the wrestling talk, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been checking out the episodes lately. We've been getting some good numbers and the subscribers have been, been going up. And. Before yeah. uh, we carry on with the show, our next goal is to hit 100 subscribers. So if you could get to that before our next episode, it'd be very grateful. And yeah, then after that, we're up to 200, 300. Hopefully, hit that 2,000 by the end of the year. So, gentlemen, first thing on the agenda, AEW All Out, the big pay-per-view. And uh, some decent matches. CM Punk and Darby Hunt had a really good match. It kind of reminded me of the match between Bret Hart and Wancho Freakard back in the day. Um Jericho defeated MJF, which was totally the wrong result because it's about time 52-year-old Jericho puts a young guy over, but it's not to be. Uh, and the main event was Kenny Omega defeating Christian, but I suppose the big talking points, well, there was two big debuts. The first debut, uh, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Renate, me and you spoke about Adam Cole the last couple of weeks and the contract situation, and it appears to be that he has turned that WWE contract down and... He's become all elite. Uh, what's your thoughts? Does his girlfriend uh, work there too? Yeah, uh, Britt yeah, Baker. Uh, Britt Baker. Girl, yeah. uh, girlfriend or fiance, yeah. The power of the vagina. <laughs> I'll tell you, women rule the world. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I mean, hey, if, you know, like I said before, I'm going to be offered all the money in the world, but. It's all about happiness. I mean, all his buddies work there, right? His girlfriend or fiance works there. I'm sure he's given a really good uh, uh, guarantee. So, I mean, honestly, man, this is like, it's starting to become exciting again because you got, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they either match or beat Raw in the demographic rating? Uh, That's right. Yeah, so uh, this past week's Dynamite, which we'll get onto that later, but that true a... 1.3, 1.3, but in the demos, it actually defeated Raw in the demos. So, where'd you, where'd you guys get the results for the uh, for the weekly shows? Is it just Google, or can you just Google them, or what? Twitter. I don't know how reliable Twitter is, but um, Brian Alvarez. But Brian Alvarez, if yeah. it's something good about AW, he will tweet it out because he's a fanboy for him. So yeah. I do believe what he says when it comes. I don't believe him when it comes to reports of stories, but when it comes to ratings, I do believe him. Mm. Here, boys, here's the deal about him and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Meltzer. Meltzer Magoo. Yep. 
they understand that when there's competition, business grows. And when the yeah. wrestling business grows, their business grows. It's refreshing so know, to see. That's right. They know WWF ain't going nowhere. So, of course, they're going to root for the other boys to get bigger mm -hmm. because yeah. more people subscribe to their shit. You understand? Yeah. 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 It's, all, it's all business, dude. No, no, no I, I never, you know, I never thought I'd be a fan of this, you know, the Darby Allen, you know, because he's quite, it's quite a, you know, slim, you know, doesn't look like your typical wrestler, but he's actually very impressive, you know. And it's the end of the day, it's about the crowd and the response. And, you know, if the crowd is willing to invest and pump money into you and buy your ticket, then I guess it doesn't matter well, you know, how big you are, really. It's all about business, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, straight after Adam's co-debut, uh, the big debut of the night, uh, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, uh, a.k.a. The American Dragon. Uh, someone you yeah. shared a ring with, Renee, uh, over here in All Star Promotions, is that right? Oh, that was a long one. It was like 13 years ago. I was ago. working for Brian Dixon. Dixon. Oh, 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 Yeah, that was a long time ago. I know Dixon wanted to put me and him into a program with each other for yeah. All Star and work, you know. But hey, uh, it, I remember the I remember the match that you had with him. It was a tag match. It was you and uh, Carl. You remember PCO? it was the only time, it, yeah, PCO. It was the only time that you uh, I think Brian Dixon got you to wear that singlet. No, that yeah. was Carl's idea. So we matched. oh, was it? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It I was you. And, it was you and Cole versus uh, Danielson and the Metal Master Chad Collier. Was it? Ah, oh, yeah. So there's another that guy. Was you know, there's another guy that you should mention more. Chad Collier. What? Oh yeah, good guy. Awesome wrestler. Mm. Awesome wrestler. Okay, James. Yep. But yeah, uh, Brian Danielson debut, and and uh, he's the big departure uh, leaving WWE, and. Uh, I think uh, the thing was he said that he wanted to do a lot of work in Japan again because uh, ah. he's been so long since he's been over there. And he's and like I've never really been the biggest fan of Daniel Bryan. I've always respected what he can do in the ring, and he is a great talent in the ring. But I I like them larger than life's characters, as you know. But and to me, he wasn't. But what the work he's done, like on the independents and like say Ring of Honor and stuff before he joined WWE, was unreal. And he's someone that generally comes across that. He's in wrestling for the sake that he absolutely loves wrestling, mm. and he's, he appears to be one of the good guys in wrestling. So the yeah. fact that he can go out and do these things he wants to do, it's good, and I'm excited to see what he does in AEW. And I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan in the world, but he is a good wrestler, so I'll be interested in them two squaring up. Oh yeah, it definitely brings excitement. You know, a lot of yeah. like uh, dream matches for the the hardcore wrestling fans. You know, yeah. Just the thing is, it's like uh, the more the more people on the roster, the less TV time for other guys. So it's just a matter of time before people start butting heads, bro. Just well, funny, funny you should mention that, Renee. So it was something I never wrote down, but it's reminded me. So are you familiar with uh, Brian Cage? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Yeah. Well, he's married Big to... Lady um, Melissa Santos. Uh, they met in Lucha Underground, which was a short run promotion. Uh, it was quite a great promotion. I really enjoyed it, but it was short lived. Well, she recently went on Instagram and she done an Instagram live video. And I think someone uh, live messaged her saying, What are they doing with Brian Cage, her husband? 
And she went on the rampage. She said, like, they're wasting them. They don't appreciate it. Uh, they don't appreciate the talent he is. Everyone knows he's a world champion caliber superstar. And it's frustrating. So it was only a matter of time before some of these people who was part of AEW near the beginning was going to get frustrated with all these big names coming in. And it looks like it's starting to happen. Yeah. Uh, especially when you got those politicians come in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, man. It's a wait and see game. But the thing is, there's so many great wrestlers out there. And there's only so much TV time. And, you know, that's the name of the game. That's the way it is. It is. Yeah. And, uh, then this past Wednesday, Dynamite, like I said, done the 1.3, so it was up by uh, a 2, which was great for them, and uh, all the momentum behind them. Uh, but one, uh, two of the highlights of the night for me, uh, number one, uh, MJF's promo on Brian Pillman Jr. And uh, yeah, I watched that. That was, a br- that was one cool segment there. And you know, you know the funny thing is, like, um, I'm a massive, massive Brian Pillman Jr. fan because it reminds me so much of his dad. You know, I was a massive, massive Brian Pillman fan. Huge fan of his. Uh, top two wrestlers that I liked was Sting and, and Pillman. Um, and what I loved about the promo as well is, is like, as soon as MJF mentioned something about um, his city, and then you, you see his, you know, I got to see, like, Pillman's energy just go up, you know, like the way he was, like, you know, really getting into it, like it was proper, pure. You could feel it. You could feel it. Yeah, I could feel that. Um, and when he went into his uh, comments about his his mom. Pillman, it's a real shame that your drug addicted mother, Methany. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I meant to say Melanie. Right. I meant wow. to say Melanie. That was. That was. <laughs> that's how, the thing is, though, that's how good MJ. I think he is you know I never was a fan but I've been listening to his promos and you know if the guy as a heel can legitimately get a reaction an emotional reaction you know from the crowd and from I also think maybe it hit a nerve in Pillman as well and that that gave it that extra spark of you know it it was talk about somebody's mother that that's crossing yes yeah yeah but you well, felt see, it, like, I felt Guarantee as good as talented as he is in the WWF, half that shit wouldn't even be able to be aired, right? You know, yeah. scripted to make it politically correct because oh. you can't piss off the sponsors and you know what I mean? I was going to, uh, you know, Renee, you'd, you'd be able to answer this question, you know. Yeah. WWF, you know, you have to go through a script, don't you? They give you, you have to go through, um, they give you like a script that you have to sort of follow, right? Right. Yeah. I wonder if that's is that the case in AEW or do they have more freedom there? So I think like I think they have more freedom. Yeah. 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 And that that gives that's a chance good. for the wrestlers to show them their true yeah you know I mean? their true self. Yeah. 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 From uh, hearing Tony Khan um, doing interviews, I think he gives the wrestlers bullet points a hit. Right. Which is the right way to do it, and uh, so and this MJF promo was great. And from what I've heard, I don't think Pillman Jr. gets along with his mother because whatever okay. money they got from when his father died, 
she spent it all on drugs. I might be wrong, but did you? Yeah, I, but did you watch the, um, the did, did you watch the Pillman? Um, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, that. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was it was a great episode. I watched a bit sad because it's like yourself. I yeah, that that Pillman one when, when when Pillman talked uh, Pillman talked about you know being sort of like was it was it like having many friends or something and or mm. what well, he mentioned something didn't he about is is a bit of an emotional upbringing and a bit of an emotional time uh, making friends with people or something. Yeah, because he was exactly what he said, but it was touching. I, that I, I almost like teared up yeah. when I heard that. When I, when I, you know. Yeah, because he was a kid; he would have been like six or seven year old, if that. Yeah, he was probably younger. But uh, but yeah, apparently, like he never did get along with his mother after that, and whatever mm-hmm. money they got from the tribute shows and all things like. That. Even mm-hmm. David Arquette, when he won the world title in WCW, he yeah. didn't. He donated that money to Pillman's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, the mother spent it all on drugs and. Uh, Pillman Jr. went to live with his grandmother, him and his sister, from that point on. So mm, when MVF mm. got this promo, I think Pillman Jr. probably oh, gave I mean, him his blessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. A lot of talent. Ah, both of them. I'm a fan of Pillman Jr. And MJF, I, I showed you the video last week, Renee, that montage of him being an arsehole. And uh, what a heel. <laughs> <laughs> He's a believable asshole, that's for sure. He is, awesome. yeah. Yes. And um, I think with Jeff, like you just you, you look at his face and you just want to punch him. Yes. Like, yeah. Smack. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to smack him. <laughs> I I um spoke to uh just incredible. Uh he was on my podcast yeah. and uh yeah. we spoke about that type of heel that's missing because just Incredible is kind of the same when he was in ECW. Yeah. He would always stick his face out to people. He's like, come on, punch me yeah. here. And I've said to Renee, I said a lot of heels these days, they want to be the cool heel and it's like they want to be liked. And when Renee uh, made his debut in WWE, part of that resistance, yeah. and I said to you, Renee, you just didn't give a fuck. You just wanted as much heat as you could. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. And, uh, what? And the other highlight, uh, Suzuki uh, made his Dynamite debut, AW, uh, in a match against uh, John Moxley. And uh, someone you've uh, shared the ring with, uh, Renee Suzuki, uh, how is he to work with? Oh, I'm very, very disappointed that, for one, you have an export, one of the Japanese wrestlers that has legitimately drawn money all over the world. Anywhere he goes, Ireland, anywhere in the UK, North America, anywhere, Australia, the fans learn his Kazaninare, right? The song? And they yeah. chant it. And this guy can draw money. Look at his entrance in the Madison Square Garden, for Christ's sake. 20,000 yeah. New Yorkers singing his song. And number one, they cut off his, 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 his theme song short, and they gave him four minutes, and they're in the main event. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't know who's timing your shows, but do a better job, please. <laughs> they should have been given 15, 20 minutes. Because uh, I remember hearing Tony wanted to have this sports-based presentation. Well, you, you got a guy there who knows how to work that fucking style, right? Yeah. Give him at least 15 minutes. Christ almighty. That was the biggest complaint going out afterwards. A lot of people said it was too short. And then some people trying to defend it. They said, 
well, if you want to watch the real match, watch this match on New Japan. And I'm like, well, no, because people didn't tune in for that. People tuned in this week to watch this match. There's yes. no point tuning into another match what happened a year ago, for example. We were watching now, and it disappointed a lot of people. Um, and I don't know if Suzuki would be happy about I mean, what kind of attitude has he got back behind the scenes when things like that happen? Well, no, he's a professional, but trust me. If Suzuki gets pissed off, you'll find out about it because it take you about fucking 45 seconds to tap you out. I know because <laughs> he did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this relationship between AEW and New Japan stand the form, uh, formation of it? Um, and do, do you think we might possibly in a later date see the likes of uh, Tanahashi or Okada or Ibushi uh, pop over? Um, it's possible. It's possible. But, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an exciting time. It is. And, uh, so speaking of exciting, so these rumors have been a while for a few months now. And, uh, uh, to be fair, the people, so Cultaholic reported it. Well, Cultaholic got their sources from Slice Wrestling, who <clears throat> I'm, I was pretty convinced it was like a parody site. Um, but I've heard some grumblings about this for a while now, and if you look at everything, what's been leading up to it, it kind of makes sense. So there's the rumors that WWE is getting ready to sell the company within the next couple of years, and which sounds outlandish. Um, and you always thought Vince would never get rid of this company till the day he dies. Um, but they brought in Nick Khan. Now Nick Khan, I might be wrong, but if I am wrong, someone correct me. Before joining WWE, he had no association with professional wrestling at all. I think he was someone who was in Hollywood, a, a purely businessman who always looked to make profits. And since he's joined, I think they've cut about 40 or 50 people from the roster. Now, a lot of the people was people who no one knew. Uh, and a lot of people who they did cut was people who literally was just sat in catering, not doing anything but. <laughs> Then there are is this things. is this just wrestlers or is this like uh, a couple of uh, pro producers maybe but right. just speaking purely wrestlers uh, the fiend has been let go Bray Wyatt Braun Strowman oh yeah 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 let go yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan has let go uh, Christian Big Show Mark Henry so a lot of names is left so WWE they're not scrounging for money they're making record profits at the minute and. For, for them to sell to a company, to a Disney, for example, or NBC, they look like a really attracted um, business because they're scoring these high, sky high profits and they're getting all these things off the books for the wages. Renee, you've dealt with Vince McMahon, you've been in his presence no end of times. Did you ever think, for, is, did it ever come across to you that this guy might sell the company or was it case, no, not till he dies? Well, I haven't been around the guy in 15 years, so I don't know. People change yeah. as they get older, right? Who knows? All I know is that uh, his son-in-law had a heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, uh, is that true? Every, everybody, everybody that his son-in-law tried to, to build in his promotion, NXT or whatever, they're all jumping ship. Was it so, was it a major was it a major heart attack or was it a minor? I think he's recovering. Yeah, um, I think they said it was genetic issue, but 
It could be right. something artificial. Well, here's I knew, the I, knew I, I, I saw the post he was in hospital because I saw Ric Flair's uh, um, Instagram post and it was on there, but I never knew what the cause was. Uh, well, listen, just, man, you're in that position. Genetic. That position there, I would not want it. it the, just the stress. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Time consuming. You can't eat properly. I, I guarantee you. There's been nights he hasn't gotten sleep. You know, and you're fucking constantly yeah. stressed out. You're Vince McMahon's son-in-law, so you got him breathing down your neck, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Plus, he's got three dollars. Yeah. He's got a family too, right? Yeah. yeah. Christ. I guess that's why you love the, you know, love the position you're in, Renee, being you know, uh, your own boss. Yeah, there's no stress. <laughs> you know, there's nobody to actually like, you know, breathe down your neck and listen, man. Uh, listen, you know, I, I understand. I understand. You know, when people ask, when people ask him, you know, well, oh, would you go back to WWE? Would you do this? Would you do that? If I was in your position, I'd be like, fuck no, I don't <laughs> want to be my own boss. <laughs> fuck that. No, I got a, a week, a week in Alberta, Alberta coming up. Yeah. And okay. I got, you know, I'm just waiting for those Japanese borders to open. How like was I Hannibal's show? How was Hannibal's show, by the way? Uh, it was successful. Good, good. Very successful. We're just waiting for the, yeah. the restrictions here in Canada so we can make some more. Possibly do a monthly show yeah. around Canada. Be Being your own boss is bliss. That's right. Yeah. It is. What we got, James? Yeah, uh, but before we do move along, so some people are saying... The reason, uh, you know, it's just fans online that are saying the reason Vince is selling because he's scared of Tony Khan, which is bollocks. Bullshit. Bullshit. Listen, I'm sure there's, if if that were the case where he were to sell, I'm sure there's some type of like, uh, you know, okay, we'll sell you. You guys can, you know, flip the bill, but we get a guaranteed salary, but yet we're still the owners until I drop Mm -hmm. dead. I don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? I'm sure there'd be. I can't see it happening. Mm. No. Well, this is the thing. I mean, it's it's been talked about for years what's going to happen when Vince does die because it feels like he won't. He feels like he's immortal, but it will happen one day. Go um, that Botox. <laughs> <laughs> but but now, um, like, and people like they say, oh, if Vince, if uh, WWE gets bought by <laughs> Disney, that's the end of WWE. I'm like, eh, that's the end of WWE. I'm like, well, no. no, no if Disney no. does buy it, if Disney I'm willing does to buy bet it, you guys, I'm willing to bet you guys fifty quid and fifty dollars each that it won't happen. No, I don't think it will. But if mm. the possibility it does, for example, if they do sell to Disney or NBC, people's like, that's the end of WWE. I'm like, well, no, just because these people's willing to give, say, four or five billion for this company, doesn't mean they're not yeah. going to be using this company. They are going to use I was going to say they'll still, they'll still technically use the name, even if they did. Well, they're going to use it one way or another. I mean, look what Disney's done with the yeah. Star Wars franchise. Don't get me wrong, yeah, the movies yeah. are terrible. That's another subject for another day. But like the yeah. Marvel series and stuff like that, they're going to use it in some capacity and they will <sighs> uh, hire someone to run things, maybe a Triple H. But, mm-hmm. but I can't see it happening. But it's something that was worth getting brought up. Uh, so another thing that happened this past week, uh, SmackDown in MSG, and uh, my good friend Jonah from Rewind Recap Relive, he actually attended the show, and he said it was a sellout, which is funny, 
because the reports leading up to it by the likes of Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer was that WWE was struggling to sell. Turns out this SmackDown is the highest ever grossing SmackDown at the gates in its history. And what's the number? I don't know what the number is, but it's the highest selling of all time. Okay. Really? Yeah, the highest. I know for a fact, I know, I know that the rent on the garden is I think a hundred or hundred and ten thousand dollars or ten percent of the gross, whichever is greater. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's why they went to the Barclays centers and they quit yeah. going to just because of, and that might that was back then when I was there, so it might be even more now, right? Yeah. Um but I chatted to a friend Jonah and he said it was it was a sellout. He said it was cramped out. He said I was looking to get a seat. Him and his friend got a seat. But yeah, uh, apparently it's the highest ever grossing at the gates in SmackDown's history. So since 1999. Well, so, uh, they're doing something right. Doing something yeah. right. And some highlights for the show. Uh, Seth Rollins got his win back against Edge, which was a good match. But the biggest highlight for me, and I sent you to the clips, was uh, the segment between Roman Reigns, Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Uh, we'll go to you first. Uh, Renee, what did you think to it? I didn't watch it. Why not? Anything that Heyman's involved in, I refuse to watch. Because he looks like a baked potato with eggs. <laughs> One thing I will say, though, um, they call themselves the Bloodline. That's right. Uh, they should lease out uh, the rights to the rock band Slayer. Their song called Bloodline. For anybody listening to us, Google Slayer Bloodline. And you'll see because they come out looking like badasses, right? Listen yeah. to that song, it would fit them fucking perfect. But yeah, anything involving Heyman, don't send me because I don't like the fucking asshole. There we go. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, well, Brock Lesnar's over. The fans popped massively for when he came out, and uh, he was about to F5 Heyman, but the bloodline made a save. And uh, what do you think of his new? What do you, what do you think of his new haircut? I love it. It just looks like a badass. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously he's a top knot, but I, I think on anyone else it would look stupid. But with Brock, it looks like a legit Viking. <laughs> it looks like a warrior. I'm and, sure uh, that trended on Twitter too, didn't it? I probably did. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just find anything to pick at these days, wrestling fans. What, but what do you think, uh, James? What, what's your opinion of Roman's uh, his, his new character and his his heel persona? Do you I like love it? it. Yeah, yeah, and. Like, I've always known there was a wrestler in Roman, and you could tell there was a superstar there, but for the previous five, six years, they just booked him wrong. He just wasn't getting over. When he was part of the Shield as a babyface, that was over, but when they split him up and they started letting him do these promos like Suffering Succotash and things like that, it wasn't working. They should, If they wanted to book him as a babyface, they just should have just booked him as like a silent, no-nonsense babyface that just beat people yeah. up. Uh, they tried their best, it didn't get over. Return them back, it's, it's great. And the, I think his promos, his, his promos have improved as well. You know, he's, he's very he, he doesn't need to shout in his promos, he's quite mellow but intimidating. Uh, yeah, it's like really it's just this silent killer sort of thing. He just yeah. takes his time, and when he says something, you believe it, and it's yeah. doing wonders. And He's facing Finn Balor, who's come back as the demon. Uh, that's going to happen at Extreme Rules, but mm-hmm. it's setting up for Roman and Brock, and I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, 
look good. So, so yeah, so this is the uh, bonus part of the show. So, Eamon, so tell everyone about yourself. You're a wrestling photographer and you've traveled all mm-hmm. over the world. And when did you and Renee first meet? Um, I'll tell you how I sort of got into wrestling photography. I was living in Salisbury um, in Wiltshire at the time. Oh. I was at university. Um, yeah i just happened to be walking home from work and i just saw a poster uh on one of the shop windows um and decided to just try my luck and just see if i could um see if i could just photograph the show so i went to the venue uh a guy called mal mason uh got me the permission uh to shoot ringside and it happened to be all-star um there was guys like seamus uh wade barrett or Stu is Stu sanders as he was called um and drew was was on the shows as well um and then eventually i met renee Uh, i think i met you in southampton the the tag match that you had with uh you and you and cole okay um and you put me in touch with your guy rod yeah uh and then just snowboard from there so it's you know i think things happen for a reason don't they you know um yeah and then from there it you know uh got to go to france awr uh they were fun they allowed me to travel you know they they, they were renee you you'd back me up on this wouldn't you you know great bunch of guys the irish guys oh fuck. Best guys. Time in wrestling i've had oh. yeah yeah brilliant brilliant bunch of guys down to earth you remember, you remember every night was sold out yeah yeah i was just gonna say um i remember it was you and you and test yeah. you and test working every single night uh yeah. and i happened to come after the france uh the paris show they had a show in paris that was sold out and i i watched the day i watched that show the day before i flew to toulouse uh or was it leon one of the two we did it we did every every time every night and i you know one one of the things that i like to do when i'm preparing for shoots uh is i like to look back uh and study the wrestlers study what move sets there are and then you get to figure out the angles and you know where where you can like uh you know make make sure you're getting the the face and the shot so i remember renee uh, and Tess would do this spot every single night, Renee. If you remember this, so yeah, you you remember this. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you remember this. So Tess would grab the referee, right? Right. So he'd, he'd be hiding behind, skulking behind the referee. You'd be like there, like you know, ready to, and then he'd shove the referee into you and hit you with a big boot. Oh, you can you remember that spot? I think so. That was every single night. So, I uh, I remember watching that, and then uh, on on the uh, the t- uh, watching that on YouTube that match, and then I planned for that shot, you know. And I remember I got it, boom, right there, square in the square in the jaw there. I think Rod has it on the web on your website. Oh, okay. So yeah, they they were fun, and you know. Oh man, some of some of the nights I remember in Ireland as well. Uh, That's what we're here for. We want the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah we want the bad stuff. Come on, you man. I remember. Uh, I remember a time when we were we were sitting in a restaurant. Um, would you remember this as well, Renee? We were sitting in a restaurant in Ireland, 
and I think Sabu and X-Pac were flipping either pilled up or whatever, I remember. And I think uh, one of the waitresses came over to Sabu. And he was kind of like, he was kind of like head down. He'd be like half falling asleep like that. And he'd be trying to like wake up and, you know, see the whites of his eyes. And I remember the waitress asked him what his order was. And he happened to have this piece of paper stuck to his head. That like, all <laughs> monged out. And... <laughs> <laughs> that was every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Oh God! But you know things. Things like I remember being on the bus. Um, the bus journeys were quite long. Mm. We we'd, sometimes we'd drive from Germany to France. Yeah. Um, and that's like a that's like a ten hour. How 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 many hours was that? At least six or seven, or yeah, it was pretty far. Was I remember far we got far. stopped. Were you there when we got pulled over by the cops? Yes. So. It was the French police. Someone had ratted us out. Someone had called the police, said that we're a bus full of, there was all kinds of drug paraphernalia and stuff on the bus, right? So we get pulled exactly. over pulled over by these French police, and they searched the whole bus. Now, mind you, uh, yeah, myself, Rob Van Damme's on there. I think Sabu was there. You had X-Pac on there. So anyway, they didn't find anything. Well, but then when yeah. they try to get back into their car, the cops, they locked themselves out of their car. And we just spun off laughing at him. It was great. <laughs> you remember that time where? Uh, can you remember that time where the bus couldn't fit in the McDonald's driveway? And this was after one of the shows, and we ended up a herd of us just walking through. Yeah, we just pretended we were driving an invisible car. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we just walked through the drive-through. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, and that's when the fans, the Irish, the drunken Irish fans, came on the bus looking, and Sabu went after him. Yes. Attacked yeah. him with a bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like me. Sabu didn't like me at first. I remember that. No. He, he did not like me at first. Well, he's from the old uh, school and you're not a wrestler, so he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can remember it was Kid Cash. I think Kid Cash had a word with him. You know, he yeah. spoke to him and said, look, you know, you need to lay off him. Just lay off him. Give yeah. him a break. Yeah. And then what he'd do is he'd invite me onto the back of the bus. Right. He sat me down and, you know, he was going through all sorts about how his uncle taught him this and the old school way, you know, you need to pay your dues. And yeah, and you know what? He was right. You know, back then, I, I, you know, I kind of looked back and I would have done things a little bit differently to how yeah. I am now. I'm much more of a more professional in my approach. Right. I mean, geez, so that flipping shoot photographing ringside in a vest top and baggy gray jogging pants isn't looking very professional when you you know right. <laughs> so it was kind of like that uh that movie almost famous oh right yeah remember yeah. that one yeah where the 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 writer goes on tour with the rock band and he's like completely like naive to what the lifestyle is like uh Kind of like the same thing with you. I still, right? I still can't get over your uh, your impression with Brian Dixon, man. That's that just flipping. Ah, uh, fuck hell, am I? I remember, I remember a time where uh, I, I tried to sit down with him, and I, I wanted to impress him. Um, and it was, it, it was, I was showing him a, like a 
a number of fo- a number of uh, matches, and one of them was Renee's tag tag match. Um, is is a very very hard guy to impress as well. Is Brian one of, a very very hard guy to impress? So he's well. What you should have done? I'm, is, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about like lights. A couple of foam fingers, Iman. You should have grabbed a couple of foam fingers and sold them. Then he would have loved you. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sat down with him and he's flicking through my photos and you know he's going like this and I'm thinking, yeah, it's good light and I'm I'm thinking photographer head, oh good light and then suddenly he's like, you know, he's oh fuck fucking hell, I I can't use any of these. Look, they're just standing there smiling. I I need action action shots. And then, you know, <laughs> I think this is going for I'm like every shot was like Renee's like they're smiling and then it goes to the next shot. And uh, <laughs> oh fuck the hell! You gotta, no gotta clap your hands and stomp. You gotta get the, you gotta get Annie's action shot. Oh, that's a good shot. Who's that? Brody Steele. <laughs> hey, do you remember that hey, time you... I took a I took a picture of my Johnson with your 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 camera, and then you were showing your mom all the pictures you took on, and then she ran across my my will. Yeah, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got home, it was like I was from the Croydon show, and I'm flicking through the photos, and I saw this massive flipping fucking cock. Fucking, I was jealous. It was like a fucking, like, fucking courgette. It was fucking huge. So this massive wanger down there, and it was fucking semi as well. I was about to ask you what was the worst rib of rest of the pool on you. I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing my mom these photos, and also she shows this must have must have been about ten inch fucking semi ass cock. I flipping went to him. I went to you, didn't I? I was like, Fraz, I like, Renee, you flipping. What are you done to my fucking camera? <laughs> That's a harmless rib. See, like, it is a harmless. You know, it's funny. It's it funny. Doesn't hurt it. We can laugh about it, right? Yeah, yeah. It was funny. But what I, I remember, like the podcast, listen to your podcast that you did with Renee, and and some of the stories that you went through in WWE were yeah. disgusting. You know, yeah. I, I think that's and yeah. I think that's to me, to me, like that's unnecessary to chuck someone's shit in the shower like that, and you know, to you know. Rob, yours was it your supplement bag or something? That yeah, yeah, they stole, yeah, yeah, they stole that. I, mean, why the, I don't, why the fuck would you do that just to what test somebody? Uh, it's all the test, to me, that's yeah. unnecessary. That's yeah. unnecessary. You don't, you don't do that to another human being. To mm. me, that's that's wrong, well, that's you know. Best. But uh, harmless, harmless ribs like that, uh, that's just part of the that's just part of. No, I can tell you, man. When you're on the road, when you're on the road, like in my case, I'd be on the road six, seven, eight months straight, right? You start going yeah. a little crazy, so you have to move yourself, but not at the expense yeah. where you ruin someone's property or you know degrade them like that. That's I mean, wrong. yeah, I lit you on fire one time, but that was harmless. He, he doesn't have any burns. You have no scars. I just tried to light you on fire. You tried to. I ran away. I was too quick for you. <laughs> Yeah, because I had this good, spray like, can with the lighter, and I just like a blowtorch. Yeah, burning after. yeah, it was my aerosol can, my my uh, my deodorant. <laughs> it was a big flame. <laughs> it was. It was pretty impressive. Remember that time in Germany when we went clubbing? 
that time. People no, went to a strip uh, no, club. I and... No, I don't. You don't? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> that time. I at all. There's allegedly night out in Germany. Okay, can we allegedly. cancel Eamon Seaman the demon over here? <laughs> did I teach you the word kayfabe? Okay. All right, yeah, you did. But I, I only told the beginning of the story. And that's where it's going to end. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, great. So I suppose we'll move on to the next segment. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's one of the kids. Gonna tell my grands. <laughs> you know, I try to watch either. Hey, it like I try to watch Home Alone every every uh, every Christmas. My favorite yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Next one, the. Uh, Paul Heyman, Patrick <laughs> Lesnar, and Roman. <laughs> Boy, stop. You both can marry me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that one's okay. What's next? Hey, Chico. I'm not your Chico, bro. I'm not your bro, amigo. I'm not your amigo player. I'm not your player, brother. I'm not your brother. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, boy. These oh. were sent in by Geraldo Almanza and the Demo Gods. So, uh, thank you for your wrestling memes this week. So, now we go to wrestling TikTok. So, the first TikTok video should be the worst wrestling botch of all time. And play. Sheree getting on the top floor in the high rank district. Here he goes. Crossing himself. You know how lucky he is not to be a paraplegic? Yeah. Like... Dude, that guy is lucky to be walking. He still kicked out at two. And he kicked out at two. He kicked out at two. You have to respect yeah. it. Here we go. This is the Beverly Brothers, right? Oh, the Beverly Brothers. No! So, uh, no! Go. Well, you know. Whoa. Look at that. Damn. Oh, no. That. What was that called? Oh. Well, I, I have christened that Boy, name brother. the lawsuit. What? I have christened that name the lawsuit. The lawsuit, yeah, but no, what was their their finish oh my called? God. I don't know. To be honest, uh, to be honest, like for the shows that, because on the other channel I review nineties pay per views, they never win. So I don't know what the finisher is. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the finishing mover or the guy's hairdo. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Go here's my buddy Tajiri. Old but gold. Earlier on tonight, oh, all because of Tori. Yeah, yeah, it's sick, that. Yeah, that's good. Well, hold on a minute. Put it up. Stop. You know what you want to do with that, right? You want to put a banging donk on it. Poor <laughs> 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 Tajiri. <laughs> oh, that's good. Tajiri is uh, probably one of my best friends in the world. How's his English, uh, Renee? I'd like to meet the guy. He's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty get good. We're going to get him on the show. Oh, yeah, he's... I owe him. I he he helped my career more than anybody. <clears throat> the jury. Oh, here we'll we go. Pitch up. So we got DX. Triple H mocking DX. And well, apparently for me, because I'm the only one left with a full head of hair. <laughs> oh. oh. 
I, he did never give me that much, but th this I did pretty good, and this is my. Well, but, and I understand that, but this is—it's actually—it's my part. I mean, I'm the—I'm the originator of all this, and you know, he didn't—he didn't give me much either. I mean, you and I were sort of like what's left over. But, uh, but uh, this is the part that I do because it's my little sunshine. So if you can just... Yeah, but I mean, you don't. Billy, Billy. Uh, I don't, don't let Shauna lose his smile, you know what I mean? I don't want Shauna. No, and then, no, because when that happens, he does weird things like poses for Playgirl and stuff. Oh. I was young! It's stupid, okay? So, and I needed the money. Oh, he needed the money. I, I, and before you just click on the last one, so this, was a, this is a fun question. So during the 90s, who do you think scored the most wins in WWE? Live shows, pay-per-views, and house shows. What, wrestler? Yeah. In the 90s? Yeah, just in the 90s for WWE. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Uh, Demon. Uh, I would have to go with Bret Hart, too, on that one. Let's click on the video. And Bret's number two. Huh? I'm impressed with Rick Martel. Oh, bro. Oh, it's over the top. Oh, I think we're right, Renee. Oh, yeah. You got that yeah. Yeah, we can't tell it. Yeah, well, we won it. It was Brett. Yep. I was surprised about Rick Martel, too, right? Yeah, so he had a strong push in, that, in the early 90s. Uh, IRS was up there for a while as well, which was shocking. Mm. Uh, have you met uh, Brett, Renee? Oh, yeah. He was on those tours with me and Iman. Oh, yes. cool. Any fun stories? Did you hang out with Brett much, Iman? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I last saw him for uh, one of his, oh, what you call them? Oh, those interactive uh, one night only. Yeah, well, basically the fans asking him questions and stuff. What do you call oh, them? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I travel with him, don't they? Kind of like that. Yeah, I, I yeah. sort of travel with him for that. You know, great guy, very quiet, but uh, yeah, very nice, very good guy. Very yeah, nice. I've reached. I've reached out to one of his family members for him to come on my show for an interview. It's. I, uh, I've said to loads of people, if I get Brett Hart on my show, I will mm. just finish the podcast after that. That's me done, because it will never get topped after that. But uh, <laughs> he's my dream interview. No offense, Renee. He's my second dream interview. Oh, sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But no, lads, uh, that's been great. Uh, so before we do sign off, Iman, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and tell everyone about your upcoming shows you're doing soon. Um, mainly I keep my work on my Instagram page, so it's Emon K Photography uh, that people can find me. Um, the only show I've got coming up potentially, uh, it's not 100% confirmed, is uh, Qatar next year. Oh, cool. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna hopefully go over there and shoot there, shoot the promotion there. 
which will be good. But it's, it's not 100% confirmed, but it's it's pretty likely. So. Awesome. And Renee, where can everyone find you? Uh, real Renee Dupree on Twitter. Um, yeah, just uh, Cafe to Renee on Twitter. Please like and subscribe. There's a Facebook fan page, Cafe to Renee. And uh, WrestleUniverse.com. Please subscribe because you'll be seeing myself and Dr. Wagner on there very soon. Uh, that's all I'm going to say for now. Awesome. And yeah, the second one Renee said, please uh, check out the uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages, Cafe Day Renee. Uh, we're trying to build up that fan base. And yeah, if you enjoy this, please hit that subscribe button. We want to hit uh, 100 subscribers by the time episode, episode 5 comes out, so which would be a big deal for us. But thanks for everyone's support and yeah until then catch us down the next one bye awesome take care thanks guys